Today's episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Thriftway Superstops. You know what my favorite thing about Thriftway is? The Mountain Dew always tastes just like Mountain Dew. That cannot be said for the fountain drinks at other convenience stores. Thriftway, though, makes sure to take care of the little things that are not always so little. Join the Thriftway Loyalty Club and every sixth fountain drink is on the house. You can also rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app today and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon on top-tier conical fuel every single day. Thriftway Superstops, a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, New America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. I will never forget the chilly Saturday afternoon one November in Drummond. Coach Jim Oberweiser and his Drummond Trojans were about to win yet another Class C State 8-man football title. The clock was running because the Trojans brought the 35-point mercy rule into play like they usually did. Drummond was packed with football fans that day. The hillside next to the field was filled as far as you could see. Fans crowded around the rope that circled the field. I was on the sideline covering the game for the Montana Standard. Right behind me, I heard a couple of Drummond fans going on and on about how Coach Jim Oberweiser doesn't know what the heck he is doing. Man, I thought, I would never want to be a coach. Coaching high school sports is a thankless job. It is especially tough in Butte, if you ask me. In Butte, fans love a winner, and they hate the coach of a loser. Some fans even wanted the great John McElroy out as Butte High head football coach in the early 1990s. We've seen every basketball coach at Butte High over the last 50 years ridiculed by the fans. Some coaches get a honeymoon period, but others do not. Who can forget the outrage when Butte High hired Ari Gray as head football coach in 2008? Luke Powers is another coach who never got the benefit of the doubt when he took over the job at Butte High School. Thanks to a horribly timed butt dial, Powers saw all of his honeymoon period drain out in one afternoon. In his four years at Butte High, Powers did not take the Bulldogs to the state tournament, I remind him of that on a weekly basis. I also enjoy pointing out that his successor, Matt Ludke, has taken the Bulldogs to the state tournament in each of his three seasons at Butte High. I can tease Luke because he's my friend. One thing people fail to acknowledge, though, is that Luke gave everything he had to try to bring a winner to his alma mater. When his team did not win, it affected him. He did not look healthy in his final season at Butte High, and stepping down might have been the best thing he could have done. After a year off from coaching, Luke took over the program in Belgrade, This season is his third as a head coach of the Belgrade Panthers boys basketball program. He lives and works in Butte, but commutes to Belgrade to coach. Powers and the Panthers pulled off a big upset of Bozeman in the first round of the Eastern AA Divisional Tournament last spring. That was the biggest win in Belgrade for Luke. His most satisfying win, though, was probably last December when he brought his team to Butte to beat the Bulldogs. That game was a contentious one. Frankly, it was really ugly. Fans and administrators alike should be ashamed of the atmosphere that night. 
Hopefully, it will be a better atmosphere Thursday when the Bulldogs go to Belgrade to take on Powers and the Panthers. Hopefully, this time the fans let the game be about the players and not the former coach. Luke Powers is today's podcast guest. Listen in as we discuss the game from last year. Listen as we talk about his playing days at Butte High when he ran track and played basketball for the Bulldogs. Listen as we talk about his coaching beginning in North Dakota and his new outlook on basketball and life after he left Butte High. Please keep the suggestions for guests coming in. Drop me a line at full74 at gmail.com or hit me up on social media. Also, please tell your parents and grandparents how to download the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app so they too can listen to the Buttecast. Now, let's get to know Luke Powers. Okay, Luke Powers, you're the head coach of the Belgrade Panthers. You're playing the Butte High Bulldogs this week. So I'm sure we're going to get a few, maybe coaches, players, certainly Bulldog fans who are going to be listening to this one. So what's your game plan? <laughs> Fake to the open man and shoot the three, <laughs> baby. Um, shoot it before you turn it over. All the, all the things you tell young kids to relax. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't really have game plans yet we're so young and inexperienced um you know we're working on getting through ball screens and defending defending off ball screens correctly and um you know super young team super fun team to coach though have really good kids and and excited for the future and we're kind of one year away from being healthy so uh, this year especially right now we're just kind of worried about ourselves and going to uh kind of see what happens we we rip the band-aid off so to speak against Helena high and Lost by 20 last week, but I, I think Helena High was a little bit kind to us, too. Um, so we'll see what happens. Butte High's an awful Was that the one where team. I saw it was a football game, or was that the Capitol? There's a headline, a football game on the in, in on the basketball court. Oh, yeah, because I think it was Capitol and Capitol and Bozeman oh, it was High. Ca- so okay. they, they, opened, oh, they was... opened the season in basketball okay, after they just played headline. in the state championship. Yeah. Now, so you're probably, you have to be the only class AA coach who coaches in one town and lives in a different double-A town. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, would, I would think so. That so, has to be... Touch unorthodox, which is kind of routine for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't... There's only there's only 16 of us. I can't think of another one. Yeah. Um, it would be kind of hard to do. Pretty well. It, anyway, it's, it's probably rare in... It might be not, not so rare like in smaller schools. But it's, Yeah, I, it's I mean, I, I think that stuff happens. Um, you know... And even Belgrade's such an interesting area, the entire Gallatin County. I mean, you know, there's one of my assistants live, lives in Livingston, so he drives over that pass, and I drive over I drive over a couple headed the other direction. And, um, you know, we... It's a lot we, of bad weather driving during the basketball season. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, this winter has been um, quite the start. I think this one, just the beginning, has been worse than anything I've dealt with the last yeah. the last couple of years. Have you ever missed a practice because of the, the roads? You couldn't make it? No. Nope, I've... I've missed coming home, being prepared to make sure I could practice the next day because I knew I wouldn't be able to get over the yeah. over the pass. I mean, I mean, the first time I've ever missed any type of practice stuff was was all COVID related. That was a that was a journey. Yeah, that was not a fun. No. And that was your first year back, right? The COVID year. Yeah, 2020. So, well, so <clears throat> the state tournament was canceled. Um, that was kind of when I decided to get back into it, actually, because I was I was teaching but couldn't teach. Um, so I just started watching the divisional tournament and then the state tournament and thought, yeah. Was that a tough year to sit out for you? 
yeah. without being because you've coached basketball for yeah know, since I, I finished playing and then almost twenty years now, right? Yeah, I've been a head, this is my fifteenth year as a head coach. Um, no, fourteenth, and then I had three as an assistant prior to that. Um, yeah, it was really strange. I mean, from the I mean, first grade through high school through college, it was the first yeah. time I didn't have any type of basketball season. Uh, it was kind of surreal. I think it was a it was a good time to reset though too. So, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I'm I'm glad it went that way. Yeah, I think a lot of times you a little time off always helps everybody. Yeah, kind of get kind of get away from it and see the big picture, and and then come back. I think it probably made me a you know, better coach, better person. Both of them. My better person's probably questionable. But. <laughs> That's highly debatable. <laughs> yeah, as they say. As they yeah, as we as we found out last last year at the. When you came back to Butte to coach against the, the Bulldogs, you were you yeah. were not well received. That was that was interesting. It was a lot like coming into your house today, Foley. I we had, yeah. we had one dog come running right up, and and the other one's locked in the bedroom because <laughs> he wants to kill me. Yeah. So uh, well, Boogie yeah, the, Boogie's more of a Butte High guy than than yeah, Bandit is, which I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, Boogie. He you know he takes the whole, you know he's not a bulldog, but he's he thinks he is. Yeah. He thinks he's he thinks he's Spike from the the Looney Tunes. You know, hey, Spike, you want to kill a cat? You want to beat up a cat? I don't think they said kill a cat. Yeah, well, the cartoons were a little different back in the day. They, <laughs> they killed the people, though. They <laughs> shot the, right. they shot Daffy Duck in the face all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, the home. That's funny. Uh, coincidentally, we're we're doing this podcast the week of that game. Fully well played. Well, um, well, I think that was your persistence in in, in begging me to come on the week of yes, that game. Yes, begged. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the the homecoming was interesting. It wasn't. Uh, I'll admit that it wasn't real fun for me. I yeah. was I was happy when it was over. I was I was really happy. I think I breathed kind of for the first time when I when I got in my car and left. That's. I also didn't. That was really strange too. The whole situation was strange because I live here, so I didn't ride the bus. They yeah. came to me. I met him at the high school. Um, my mother, God bless her, is a saint um, for dealing with me. Uh, she works at West and, you know, we obviously know Mr. Kissel up there. He's, he's the greatest. Um, yeah. we had a walk through up there, use their gym a little bit. Um, we went to medals with, uh, with Dave Andrews, who's fantastic. And he set food up for us and we did that. And then, and then, uh, got there's not, there's the, not many better guys in the planet than Dave Andrews. Oh man. He really, he's, he's a fantastic and I, person. And I don't just say that because he's one of my sponsors, but I, I really <laughs> actually mean it. Yeah, no, I agree. He's not my sponsor, but he's, yeah. he's, I agree. He's fantastic. Um, you know, did that and then went down to the gym and I, uh, I basically hid until the game started. I, really? I, uh, yeah, the, the gate was the gate where our locker room was. It was strange. We were always in that, that PE boys locker room in the back when we played at Butte high. Um, so they must've been in the football locker room. So they put us in the locker room that I had always coached in. Um, that was probably the only comfortable thing about it. Yeah. Uh, but then the gate, the refs go back into a room there, so the gate was open. So I just I snuck in that gate and then went up a set of stairs and sat on the third floor and watched games on NFHS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and and I don't I probably didn't have to do that, but that was that was what well, it probably was a wise move. Yeah, looking back on it, yeah, because uh, well, for one thing, your whole coaching career in Butte since you came here, you largely have been very misunderstood as a person. I th- you know, it, it started. We we'll talk about that a little bit. It started with a very untimely butt dial, but uh, yeah, la- yeah. but last year, you know, we, we were joking, you know, in our text message chain with uh, 
mostly about Red Sox Yankees. You were teasing some Bulldog fans last year that you're going to beat them 80, eighty-seven to six. Eighty-seven to six, and, and and you thought you you thought you had a good chance to win. You didn't think you were yeah. going to blow anybody out. But no. we may have a mole in that text chain. I, I can't imagine who it could be. Cough, Henry. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids knew about the kids heard eighty-seven oh six because one of the one of the administrators came up to me and told me he was going to make your code to get into your locker room 8706 which would have been really funny <laughs> that that would have made me laugh <laughs> yeah. but i mean so that that got into like oh he's talking smack about our players and stuff, which was never never the case because you've never said anything but good things about those players from the high team yeah you know, they're just kids um but that was fun and obviously yeah. uh henry's a yankees fan so he doesn't always think real clear it's not that um, not that bright <laughs> yeah um he tried to kill me a few weeks ago on I was crossing the street in front of Metals. He's in, he says, "Go ahead, go ahead, cross, Foley. Go ahead, cross. I dare you, cross." Gosh, he's got me in Belgrade picking up augers for him and all, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Then, then instead of coming to pick it up, he's like, "Can you come up to the KC?" I'm like, "Geez, Henry." <laughs> um, yeah. So the eighty-seven to six thing that was funny. That really caught some fire. That was surprising. Yeah. Um, I'm glad everything else had said and that didn't get out. <laughs> um, but well, uh, well, Fergie would be in jail. Yeah. For, no. Yeah. God bless him. God help him. Yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, no, th- yeah, that was that 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 probably added to it a little bit, but I think it was going to be kind of emotional and interesting anyway. Um, and those guys want to beat me. I mean, my nephew's a senior this year. My niece is a senior too, and I mean, I hear all the time like, "Well, they really want to beat you." Like, yeah. well, they they get an opportunity on Thursday. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that was it was a uh, that was an interesting thing. Like I said, I was. I was happy to get a win, um, but I guess either win or lose on that one, I was I was pretty happy the dang thing was over. Yeah. And well, a lot of people have approached me about that, about the way you acted during the game. Oh, he's so cocky, and I'm like, he was having fun. I mean, you were. I mean, I got I got you came down. I was taking pictures. You something happened, and you were storming down, and you came down and slapped my hand. And uh, there's people. What do you do? Giving him high five during the game? Oh yeah, I don't. Um, but you, don't. you you did exactly the same thing when you were on the other bench. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I suppose if you, if you're, if you're looking at judging someone you don't know from how they coach and work with a group of kids, and I mean, if I come off in a way that's disrespectful or yeah. or whatever, and I'm also not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't been disrespectful in the past. I mean, I've made plenty of mistakes on that sideline, um, and anyone would. It happens, uh, but I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think I think most people that know me probably feel a little bit different than people that sit, yeah. sit across the gym and, and watch me on the floor. I'm I'm usually trying to have fun, and I I think uh, having fun or laughing is a, a way to release emotion because um, yeah. emotion can go can go multiple ways, and I've released it in positive ways before, and and will fully admit I've released it in negative ways too. But you know, you live and learn to get better, right? Yeah, and you've always been a big bulldog fan. I mean, you graduated from Butte High, you played mm-hmm. for Butte High. When they win the state title in football in 2012, you're in North Dakota. Would you have your laptop listening to the game? Yeah, I was in a. Uh, I had to. I had to leave the school. Um, I had to leave the school. There was a bunch of stuff going on there, and I couldn't. I couldn't listen to it because all I had was a, a laptop. Um, it's not like you could bring it up on your phone and watch NFHS, you know, like you can now. The times are a little different now. Um, yeah. yeah. So I was listening to uh, Panisco. I can't remember who who his color guy was that game, but I mean they were really good. He's always good. Um, it's either Thatcher or Haskett. I can't remember. I think it was Thatcher. I think it was. Yeah, I was the I was the cute sideline reporter. Well, you are. I'll tell you <laughs> what. Everyone, 
I'm sure everyone. I was the first one to interview interview the kicker after the, after Jake made the kick. Yep. The only thing more popular than that kick that night was your skirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So yeah, I was I was over there and 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 listened to that, and I mean, just going crazy. But then I felt it was it was the first time that I felt like I was. I was messing up Butte High. <laughs> I mean, uh, later on, it, it a few years later, I, I felt that way a lot more. Um, I posted something on Facebook about you know, great night to be a bulldog when they were when they were up multiple possessions and had the ball. Oh, um, yeah. and then all of a sudden Bozeman got it and Bozeman scored quick, and then they recover an onside an onside kick and they score, and then they get the uh, add the two point. Yeah, they, they discovered they had an NFL tight end they could throw to all yep. of a sudden. Yeah, he's he's a good one. He's a good one. Yeah. Um, I refuse to have him on my fantasy football team because he's from Bozeman, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That's pretty. It's very Bobby Hawk of you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we um, sat there and listened to the game, and by the end of it, um, the entire all these people in this little town in North Dakota are huddled around the huddled around right. the laptop listening to it, and then I but then I. I jumped up. I jumped up when he made the field goal and hit the table, and the table fell over. Um, it was, and uh, I mean, the, the bartender was like, "What's going on?" You know, thought there was a fight breaking out. I was like, "Dude, I just won the state championship, baby." Yeah. Um, yeah. So, always been a bulldog fan, and to be honest, uh, and it, this really is real. Um, I watched. Uh, you know, I, I do stats up in the booth for for Belgrade. I did stats when I was here for Butte High. Um, but then I try and watch every game I can on NFHS, um, and I, you know, I, I root for those guys. They're, they're kids that I know and a lot of families that I know, and uh, that that doesn't that isn't ever going to change. I mean, the only time I'm rooting against Butte High School is, you know, this Thursday, and you know, if you ended up in a situation where you played them again in the state tournament, then that time too. But you know, it's yeah. it's my job to try and win basketball games. Well, last year's team, what the seniors were guys you coached when they were freshmen, right? Yeah, Cooper, my mouth right there. Yeah, when Cooper was a freshman, um, moved him up to the sophomore team. Kenley, Kenley developed a little bit late. Kenley, Kenley was kind of a late bloomer. He, um, he played on the freshman team, and I don't know that he had a, a, a real great freshman year. Um, had kind of some growing pains there, and then, and then I was gone after that. But it sure was nice to, to kind of see him blossom. Um, I'll tell you what, he had the Western AA Divisional Tournament. They don't give out an MVP for it, but if they gave one out, it was Kenley Larry. Yeah. And he was he was absolutely unguardable and incredible for them last year in the divisional tournament. Yeah, he was he had a great year. By the end of the year, he was in the conversation of being the best point guard in the class AA. Yeah, I mean in the agree completely. Yeah, yep. and he, the thing I liked about Kenley always is he's got a ton of moxie. You know, he wore number fourteen, which we remember we're reminded this year was was the number of the great Mickey Tuttle. One of my all-time favorite, probably my all-time favorite Bulldog basketball player, other than, of course, Bart Black. But uh, <laughs> Bart, Bart, Bart was definitely the best player on that team. On Scott and Henry's, yeah, he was the best basketball team, best player from the class of '86, no doubt, without question. But uh, but he he just he just has you know he just you can expect him to do something big you know and he's not he's not afraid of anything you know he would shoot as soon as he crossed half court sometimes if they you know if you let him and. They let him, so he did. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, that well, that's that's kind of beautiful. You know, um, I, I think I can't say enough good things about Coach Loki. I think you probably kind of have a natural rivalry there because I'm coaching another Double A school, and I was yeah. here before I got here. But um, if you if you knew anything, uh, I think we've become you know acquaintances and and, and friends. Yeah. And you know, we talk. I talked to him a little bit before um, before they played Gallatin, just on the bench and and said hello um great guy and incredible coach really good coach i think and and does a ton of good things um and is doing a good job building the program 
but we're really opposite. Um, you know, in a perfect world, if you remember my second year at Butte High, you could probably just hear me screaming, Brock Powell has to touch it, Brock Powell has to touch it. Yeah. Um, we want to go to the post. I want to limit dribbles. We want to we want to dribble to create a passing lane or just attack the basket. Um, you know, they run a they run a dribble drive offense that's really popular. They're really good at it, um, especially with all the talented guards they have. Uh, and then they want to they want to shoot the three. Uh, I'd rather slow the game down a touch and try and win from two feet when I have posts. Um, yeah. One of the issues late in my Butte High tenure the last two years, um, and then even my first two years in Belgrade is I haven't had a real strong post presence. Um, so Which is hard to, to find. Well, big, big time. So you have to, you have to. Even the NBA has a hard time finding. Yep. So you players. have to, you have to change what you're doing. Um, hindsight at Butte High, I would do things different, especially offensively. Um, probably be doing more of what I'm doing now. Uh, but you know, again, live and learn. But it's when we play each other, it, it really is. Last year was different because again, I didn't have that post presence. This year, my post presences are they're young, but I mean, we're gonna. We're gonna go to them. So you're gonna see one team, one team using the dribble, penetrate, kick, and one team swinging the ball, looking to go to the well. Yeah. Now, is that was your offense? Were you, were you influenced by playing for John Thatcher? Because you, you did play. You, yeah. How yeah, many years totally. did you play for Coach Thatcher? Two. He he was the head coach. Me heading into. So you graduated um, my, my in '02. I graduated in 2002. Yep. Yeah. Um, and had had uh, John Mike Denny. He. Um, Jeff Arnston was, they had a nice staff before, before Thatcher came. Jeff Arnston was a JV coach. Um, Mike Conan was a sophomore coach. I mean, think about all these guys, years experience of coaching. And then Steve Wolstein, who, uh, Mike Conan or Jim Conan? Oh, excuse me. Jim, <laughs> Jim, just, Jim I, Conan. I was doing my, Jim Conan. Mike. I was questioning, is there a Mike sorry. Conan that I'm missing? Well, I don't, I'm not used to calling by his first name. Sorry, coach, coach K. Sorry, coach Conan. Coach K. He um, likes. Yeah, there is a Mike Conan though. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so, you know, and then Steve Wolstein, um, you know, who, you know, my freshman year, I have him for biology and stuff like that, and and uh, really grew a relationship with him. He's an incredible man. Um, you know, so they had a, you know, we had good coaches then. I mean, Jeff Arnston's as good as they get. Um, and then uh, and then Thatcher came in when I was a junior, so I, I had him for those those couple of years while he was trying to uh, trying to change the culture. And you were kind of like one of his defensive guys, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, he... I mean, he he limited people shooting, but he he damn sure told me not to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. not shy about it. Always, always, always guarded. Um, I would love that role. Um, I I talk about kids all the time ex- accepting their role and things like that. And I think I was I was pretty I was pretty good at that. I I wanted to guard the other team's best player and um, took that as a challenge. And I think that's something that that Coach Thatcher appreciated yeah, for sure. I know JT Pete when you when they first got hired, he was just singing your praises like crazy about how. You're such a hardworking player, and may have been, you know, in the top in the, in the top of his hard players he ever had, as far as hard work goes. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, there's no secrets to success; just good old fashioned hard work. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's kind of been my motto as far as as far as basketballs went. But you just missed the real fun years, though. Yeah, yeah, we were before him, but you know, you know what's funny, and I, I say this to, I said this to my senior class last year, as disappointed as we were. Um, you know, we knock off the number one team in the state, Bozeman, last year to open divisionals. And that, that wasn't a surprise to me because I, I knew we could be there. I just had so many disciplinary issues and stuff like that through the course of the year. You know, we had played Bozeman twice and were missing starters um, the in, the entire games, basically. Had, you know, so they pin us by 40. So everyone's like, God, they, they beat you by 40 twice. And then, and then you knocked them off by three in the divisional tournament. And I'm like, well... 
Yeah, but it was you know kind yeah. of a, kind of different teams were on the floor. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't overly surprised. I mean, Bozeman was a real nice team. You know, they lost the state championship last year, but uh, you know we were there. Um, you know, and then go into a go into a senior game that we were could have easily won, and the game just got kind of got too big for the the kids that weren't quite ready for that moment. Yeah. Um, but then we we lose to Gallatin. We're up five. Uh, middle of the fourth quarter up actually I think we went up seven middle of the fourth quarter and then you know they they made shots down the stretch and and we didn't um mm. I can't remember what the heck we were talking about before I went into last year's divisional tournament <laughs> about playing for Thatcher and hard work oh yeah but I but I, I told those kids I oh. told them after we lose that game to Gallatin sorry. yeah because you be just missed the the yeah. golden years for Thatcher there. yeah um you know and I, I actually kind of told them that I said you know when we when we look back on this if if I get this thing going in the direction that I think I can get it going and you guys are still a big part of that because you worked hard and you helped help change the culture and um, you know and and stayed with it even though even though things were tough. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm sure Coach Thatcher would would kind of say the same thing that even his first year um, they lost a um, I was a JV player for him. They lost a uh, they lost a play-in game back then. There wasn't divisionals. They lost yeah. a play-in game in double overtime at Helena Capital. Yeah. When Noah Thatcher was a senior, and I mean it was a phenomenal basketball game. Yeah, it was a wonder. Either. What was his name? Made the big, the big guy for the capital was score. It, was it Wonderlick? Yeah, Wonderlick. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. Tyler, I remember playing that game. You look at that game. I talked with Jake Larson, and uh, Arnie, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Patrice. Yep. You just so many guys from both sides that went on to play college basketball. Yeah. It was yeah, a great def game. Definitely. I, that was yeah. the first game I ever covered under Coach Thatcher. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was. I was sitting. I was sitting there on the bench. Um, <laughs> I was in the nosebleed right. seats because they didn't have a spot at the scores table. I was, I was sitting on the bench <laughs> right where I belonged. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, you look at that, and even that moment, and then my my team there, kind of developing. And when you develop a program, you don't, you don't, you don't forget guys. And I, yeah. I do, I do think Coach Thatcher. You know, he does that. I remember he was he was doing like top ten lists, defensive players and offensive players and stuff. And this is in like 2015, 2016, whatever it was. But that's because you you don't forget guys that played for you and worked hard. So I think that's yeah. all part of your culture and and developing. And that's that's the direction we're trying to go in Belgrade for sure. Yeah. So you you leave uh, Butte High in '02. Did you, did you went to Tech for a year? I went to Tech for a year. Did you um, play? You were on the. I played. Yep, I played up there. Was and Coach Bauer then? And then was that I, Bauer yep, still? Yep. Yep. Um, and then I went to, uh, and then I went to Dickinson, um, and was, uh, and ran track, yeah. um, and did a bunch of basketball stuff too. So, uh, was there and, but you know, just wasn't, you know, I, I used, I used what my ability was, I think to the max to, to be there and be a practice player as far as basketball went and stuff like that. But I just loved being around the game so much. Yeah. I couldn't get away from it, which usually leads into the, uh, the poison we call coaching <laughs> <laughs> and then you ran track at dickinson i ran track, what did you do yeah. what events i was uh, i was a hurdler um really? yeah i was thinner <laughs> touch touch more you know i was kind of limber back then yeah um yeah i was a i was a pretty sound hurdler um because uh, you had worked, the best hurdler coach in the worked, probably in the yeah, nation in I high mean, school but yeah i mean charlie merrifield he's amazing he would um we would meet basically all year long um in the summer we'd be over at east i grew up across the street from east um so i'd walk over um, and we'd, uh, we'd hurdle for, you know, just an hour, you know, three times a week. Um, sometimes there were other people there. Sometimes it was just Charlie and I, uh, and then in the winter we'd, we'd hurdle in the hallways at, at Butte High. Um, I loved hurdling. I, you know, had decent, decent speed, but because I spent so much time with Charlie and he's such a great coach, I, you know, I was, 
pretty good form guy. So picked I, up speed when yeah, everyone else was losing. Yeah, it. so I'd I'd start, I'd start, I'd start behind and see if you could snag everyone. Did, what was you? How'd you do? What was your best finish? Um, I I ran, I ran low fifteens all the time. I cracked I cracked fifteen once, so always right there. I ended up um, I constantly through high school and college pulled my tore my left hamstring. Oh. Um, so every year was top ten, was top ten in the state. Um, as far as times went, and then back then you didn't just qualify via time; you had to qualify in the division. Yeah, yeah. And I was never able to. I think I ran in one. Really? I was always, I was always had a leg full of blood. Yeah. So that was that was an issue. That's so, a tough. Does so it still bother you? So that yeah. Oh yeah. Um, slow pitch softball. I pulled it a few times. So we we gave that up too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, that's a tough feeling because you just grab it and just, so you grab your hamstring with both legs and then fall down on your face. Um, not, not fun round in second base. Not, yeah. not saying that our, that our fields now that's Todd are, are hard or anything, but <laughs> they, they were, they were rough back before they <laughs> yeah, before redid they did them there. Before they did all the work. Yeah, I think we've sure. all had a trip to the emergency room from yeah. a slide. It's done. Definitely pulling, pulling stuff. I've had a couple. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, yeah. So you you go to North Dakota for Dickinson, then you just stayed there and worked after you got graduated. Yeah. No, I yeah. So I graduated um, originally in uh, kinesiology, exercise science, um, and I was working. So I took a job right away. I, I became pretty close with the athletic department, um, and I took a job as an as an adjunct instructor um, while I finished my teaching stuff uh, and helped them run the exercise science program. I was running all of their labs, um, and I did that for quite a while, uh, and then. I was also, I'd do that through the year, and then on the weekends, they'd fly fly me out, and what I did was uh, they were contracted with this company called Athletic Republic, who Dickinson State is close with. Uh, they were contracted with Football University through Nike, um, so I'd, I'd go out, and basically what we did is ran, like, combines for recruits, so it'd be at the uh, University of Arkansas. Um, uh, we're in San Antonio at the Army All-American game, and we'd run all their run all their sports testing constantly. So I did that with it. Um, but then through that, I met these I met these people in Connecticut, um, and I left and took a job uh, as just a sports-specific trainer um, down there, and then and then uh, did some coaching. And that was I'd already assisted um, in North Dakota for a couple of years, one, th- three years um, while I was while I was doing that with the school, um, and then I. I went to Connecticut. I left right after our basketball season ended as an assistant, um, and I was there until uh, December, well, November, um, and they had an opening at the school that I was at prior. Uh, the coach left. He was the he became the director of teacher education at Dickinson State, so he didn't have time to coach. Um, Sounds so like they, a made-up title. They called, and <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I wish it was my job. Um, <laughs> they uh, They called me, and... Um, I took that job and then I was, I was there for five years. Um, we were wildly, wildly successful. Um, and I had, I had, I think so much energy towards it and maybe that's kind of what's misunderstood while I'm coaching. Um, but I mean, I mean, then it was like, if, I mean, if people are complaining now, I mean, then, I mean, it was, it was, it yeah, was you mill out over the years as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. You grow up a little bit immature. Not, I mean not too much on my end, but getting there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I did that for five years. I mean, we were, I mean, a fantastic one, basically a hundred games in five years, just under a hundred games in five years. And, uh, it was at the smallest school in the state. 
Um, North Dakota is a little different. They are just going to change it now. It just passed, but there's two classes. So there's like class AA. So the top 16 schools are in AA, and then there's everyone else. Mm-hmm. So there's all these towns. Um, we were, we had like 63 kids in the school, um, and we were top five in the state out of like 180 teams or whatever they have multiple years in a row. Um, but just had kids that really bought into the culture um, and worked really hard. And I mean, it was just basketball 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 i'd get there for open gym and they'd have already been playing out in the parking lot for two hours before i got there um just kids you want to coach that that love it like you do um i got i got real good advice from my athletic director there once his name is daryl young he's an amazing man um he uh he told me you're going to have to remember along the way that the people that the people that play for you the kids that play for you they might kind of love it but they don't love it like you do. So you have to change your expectations about what they're willing to do because you may be willing to run through a wall for basketball, but kids may not. So you have to find a way to motivate them. Um, and that's, that's been really good advice for me because that is the truth. Yeah. You know, there's, there's talented kids that they want to do other things. There's usually kids like me that are athletic, like I was, I should say, um, talented, but not that talented, but are just dying to work. Um, and those are always fun kids to coach, but if you can find a way to bring it all together and coach the other ones too, it becomes pretty special. Yeah. The holidays are upon us at 5518 Designs and Dig City Supply, and we've got everything you need for your shopping list. Stop by 5518 on Main Street in Uptown Butte for our exclusive brand of apparel and gifts for the whole family. We've also got the essentials from leading outdoor brands like Kavu, Dekine, Chaco, and more. Around the corner on Park Street, our sister store, Dig City Supply has the area's largest selection of fully licensed fan gear for Montana Tech and Montana State. We also carry apparel for all the area elementary schools and high schools. Can't make it uptown? Buy online at shop5518.com or digcitysupply.com and we'll guarantee that it's sent out the next day or simply pick it up in store next time you're in the neighborhood. Be sure to make all of Uptown Butte and any of our great locally owned small businesses your holiday shopping destinations this year. It makes a difference. Happy holidays from 5518 Designs and Dig City Supply. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Super Stops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save 5 cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandas, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandas can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. 
Markovich Construction Incorporated is Southwest Montana's largest and most successful general contracting firm. They employ the best field craftsmen, managers, and support staff, and they maintain the most complete fleet of building construction equipment in the area. Markovich Construction has the construction team to make any project a success. They have a proven successful history of working with owners and design professionals to address any project challenges, and they routinely bring in projects ahead of schedule and within budget. Recent projects include the Veterans Home, Burt Mooney Airport, Starbucks, the Ridgewater Water Park, and more. Visit MarkovichCons.com to see some of their recent projects and call 406-494-3901 to let Markovich Construction work for you. Markovich Construction, when performance counts. So, uh, was it uh, 2015? That one was when you came, spring of 2015? 20, my, I, my birthday on yeah, 2015. Yeah, because Coach, uh, was it Terry Hauser? Coach started, and then the interim coach was was, was Coach Jonard. Coach Jonard, who yeah. I've always been a big fan of Coach Jonard, personally and professionally. I, he's one of my favorite people. But uh, I wrote a column once talking about which coaches could possibly. I think I said something like uh, state champion, or you know, we're the state championship coaches are walking through that door. You know, which is kind of funny is in Mari because his girls' job was open and the boys' job was open, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Mari Cook, open. state champion coach. Who was just happened to be in Ramsey, yeah. you know? He he won over in Anaconda, and then but I did mention you in a column of potential people, and you said about uh, you said maybe we could get Luke Powers to come here, who's killing it in North Dakota. Yeah, but that seems unlikely. So <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, I remember it. Well, um, it's tough to get because everyone just thinks, okay, this guy, we can get Pat Hansen from. He's doing a great job over there. Let's get him. When they don't look into the logistics, like this guy's a ten-year teacher. Mm-hmm. over here you know you can't just bring and somebody I, here and just give them a 10-year spot a good you know you're you're low man in totem pole you're you're draw you know it's 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 not like hiring an nfl coach that was that was one of my biggest challenges here i wasn't um i was constantly trying new stuff outside of coaching um, yeah because you weren't and, teaching and in the district when you started I didn't, I didn't start teaching until my last year here yeah um and i had to go back to school to do that um just had a ton ton going on with a with a new infant at home, um, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was a stressful time. I'm, I'm glad I'm through that portion of my life. Yeah, but that did you at the time did it feel like this was your dream, come back, lead your high school? Yeah. So when I left, um, uh, you know, basketball, like, I'm and I'm not by any means downplaying Montana basketball, but Montana's a football state. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, and then. Y- you head more Midwest, it becomes more basketball. North Dakota basketball is insanely good, um, and I'll I'll stand by that forever because I've, I've well, we beat the hell out of them in the North, in Mondack game. They they beat them so they, much in the Mondack game they canceled they, the game. They, they Montana got tired does of definitely own the yeah. football. Game. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we uh, I'm losing my marbles here fully. Losing, losing. You have to have them to lose them. them. That's a fair point. No. Um, what the heck were we talking about, Foley? Your dream job coming oh, back there. Oh, thank you. So I, t- 2015, um, I come back here, but I had other opportunities. So my plan was to, my plan was to, I had interviewed and been offered some assistant positions um, college-wise, and that was kind of kind of my goal then. It probably still was my goal even when I came to Butte. Yeah. Um, but then um, I was driving back, and, and, I mean, to be honest, you start thinking about, and Butte is... Uh, 
Butte is a phenomenal place to win. Butte is a really hard place to lose. Um, and I know that from experience. Yeah. Um, it is. It's difficult. It's it's difficult the things that go on around you. It, it impacts you personally, and it impacted me personally at a, at a pretty high level. I really wanted to win. It changed the way. I probably wasn't as good of a coach as I am right now because I was so worried about winning. I was... I was reaching at times. I mean, we were doing 10 million different things every week in basketball rather than just becoming good at something. Yeah. Um, Because I just wasn't patient enough. I I was real worried about it. So it was, I made the decision before I interviewed, if I got it, I would take it. Um, And it was hard. It was hard to leave the kids that I had in North Dakota because we were going to be really good that next year. And I knew that I was taking over something that hadn't won in a really long time. Um, So yeah, it was a, it was a dream. I was excited to come back to my family, but I don't know that I started coaching to become the head coach at Butte High one day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I was I was really proud. I was really proud to be offered that position and and have that opportunity. Um, you know, hindsight, you do a bunch of stuff different. But well, I think Butte has to be one of the toughest places to coach. When uh, I'm, I'm the great Ted Stanisich, who's one of my favorite people in the world, he's a Butte guy who's been in Dillon for the last 130 years or so. Whenever he's coaching. But when Terry Thomas Terry Thomas was interviewing for the Butte High job when Harry got it, and he was even looking looking at houses, it was that from what I rumors are saying that. But he he told Terry he says you you got to remember if you take that job at Butte High immediately, Hatstown hates you. And you know, and, and I just was thinking about that, and he's probably right because there's not a lot of guys wearing maroon hoodies that say BC on it walk around that like you. I mean, remember when you went out half court when they the referee called you out. <laughs> And you would have thought that you oh, just... You're going you're gonna to get me in trouble. But remember that, that game, you're out there in the center court mm-hmm. arguing because you... I can't remember which official it was, but he we called... A, he, no, what, what happened was is th- that game was hot, to say the least. Yeah. And we were in a position where I felt like we have to win this game to get a little momentum going towards the end of the season. We lost yeah. so many close games, missed so many free throws, done so many silly things. We were a good team. We just couldn't find a way to win. Um, and... Uh, I mean, you have no idea how I felt when Kate Holter hit that shot. I was just like, I'm, I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> like, you know. That was um, insane. But I went, Clay hit a shot and he cramps up, so he goes down. Okay, they didn't hit like a secondary break or in transition or anything. They inbounded the ball and, I mean, kind of jogged it up slowly. I got a kid down in the back, blow the whistle and call the play dead. I mean, come on, Foley, you're a referee, you know that. <laughs> um, they don't blow it dead. We're running, we're running a 1-2-2 zone. It's an odd front zone. The corners are weak in it, right? Yeah. So Clay, on Clay's side, they throw the ball to, I think it was Cade. They throw the ball to Holter, and there's no one to close out that side because he's in the back cramping up, and he hits a three. Well, it's like a five-point game at that point. They cut it to two. Yeah. And now they blow the whistle. He had tried to run down, and now he's down. Like, he didn't even make it to the three-point line. Um, He's down, and then the ref mark riley waves me out well no one sees mark riley waves me out they just saw you go out so everyone in the gym thinks i'm just walking out onto the floor like a lunatic throw him out of here get him out of here i was like (laughs) he's like not until we win i'll leave when we win yeah um but yeah that was was an incredible game that was that was a that was a wildly fun basketball game i've been on both sides of those i i and I'm experienced enough now. I remember in that situation when it ended, I felt terrible for the Butte Central kids. Like, yeah. I mean, because there were so many highs and lows, um, and it was just a yeah, wild. Yeah, Kate hits that shot, Renzi. 
spazzes out. First of two Renzi. famous Renzi spaz outs. <laughs> Renzi thought they went the next the next one I think Renzi probably appreciates a little more. Yeah. I love Renzi's a great guy. I love him. I love Brody too. He, he Renzi thought uh it's funny because everyone thought Renzi was just way over celebrating. He goes, no, I thought we won. <laughs> he yeah, thought we were. And that, I mean, that would have been a heck of a way to win a game. But we were just in a situation. We just couldn't finish a game that that entire year. And, again, it it played into when I look back on it. And, again, hindsight's twenty i I've been so, my entire career, so, so post-dominant in my offensive stuff. Um, and, though, you know, we had Jake Olson. He was a sophomore. His dad's one of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he always when I talk about the post, he's like, "You didn't give it to the post that year." Like, <laughs> it's tough to feed the sophomore man when you yeah. have a, when you have a good senior class. Um, but in hindsight, I should have fed him. Yeah, but you know, uh, like talking about coaching the Butte High though, because there's there's people who just live to get rid of Pat Foley. People want to get rid of Dan Lean. You know, they Kenny Edwards comes in and they, you know, then he didn't make it a full year. You know, and they. John Mike Dennehy, the parents were after him, and I don't know how anybody. If you don't like John Mike Dennehy, you need to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're just an asshole yeah, because there's not a better person on the planet than John of, Mike Dennehy. One of the greatest people ever. And then uh, Thatcher gets the job, and then next thing you know, we're they're trying to fire him. We're at school board meeting, you know, his, his students had to go door to door to the school board to yep. say, "Hey, keep our coach." And then, if you you know, ten months later, they're in the championship game. Yeah, you know, was... so it's it's always tough, and it, no matter who, I mean, they didn't like Conan. They didn't like you know. They, every coach has got even. I mean, you hear people yelling about Lutke, even though I think oh, he's doing a good I've, job. Yeah, I've I've walked a mile and coached Lutke's shoes. Um, it's a it's a but, hard place. I'll, I'll but a lot of these guys though. But all these guys, Coach Foley, most uh, you know, Danny, he, you know, Thatcher, they all had a, a honeymoon period. You didn't have that honeymoon period because. No, because of your stupid butt dial phone. Boy, if you get <laughs> yeah. So and that year was so terrible. Um, I think there's so many there's so many things that happened, but I mean that was that's a coach's worst nightmare. I mean that wasn't anything on purpose. That I mean I don't I've never and it know, gets exaggerated you what you said in the butt oh, dial. It absolutely has been wildly exaggerated. Yeah. It wasn't anything that bad, but at the same time it was something that I darn sure needed to apologize for, and I did. Yeah. Um, but how about that? You're saying that who were you talking to? Was it? I was talking to one of my assistants. I was talking yeah. to Coach Shahan. He's the girls' soccer coach, teaches at the middle school. Yeah, you said he had – because you offered the kid a chance to be on the team, yep, so, but he wouldn't so start, what, right? What happened was is well, – everyone knows off. who it is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, he, we, uh, no, no, everyone knows who it was. Yeah. It's it's a famous family in Butte. That, yeah, so, so he, he was in a situation where I really wanted him to work in the summer. I mean, when I came in, I remember – the meeting, like, okay, I have this kid. He's going to kind of be the leader, and I didn't see him through the course of the summer. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I've heard otherwise that that he was at everything, and, and he wasn't. Okay, and he he had other things going on, and I respect. They that played too. football, which he was, was and he, an and amazing he, thing for and him. He, and he and he was in the weight room yeah. constantly because he went from the shrine and, hospital to the football field, which was great. And I knew that. Um, and it's funny because I did this with a kid this year, um, and what I told him was was you can you can stick around, you can be a part of it. Um, but you're not going to start right away, and I know you're a senior, so I wanted to tell you that, so you can make up your mind whether or not you want to you yeah. want to be a part of it or not. And that's how the conversation went. So he called me. He called me that night. So this is Friday, and then Saturday, Dickinson State, where I graduated, is coming to play Montana Tech. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law are part of the alumni foundation and stuff, or were, and they were doing a bunch yeah. of tailgate stuff. So um, we had we finished our tryouts and did cuts. I think we started at like eight o'clock so he called me and he's like hey coach will you you know and he's great he's an incredible kid 
Yeah, one um, of the best. Yeah, seriously, he is. And, I, you know, I, I would have never done anything to intentionally hurt him. Um, he uh, called me and asked to meet with me early that morning. He met with me. He made the decision he wasn't going to be a part of it. Um, I, was, I was upset about it. Uh, he was someone that I wanted to be a part of it, but I just, it's hard when you have younger kids that have shown up to everything all summer long and you know you're probably up against it anyway because you're not that talented. Maybe by the end of the year you could steal some stuff and improve, yeah. and that, that's where that team was when I took it over. Um, so I'm upset that he's not going to be a part of that. Uh, you know, and I, I said he, I, you know, I, the exact thing I said was, uh, you know, he, I'm, di- I'm disappointed. I, I challenged him a little and thought he'd accept it, but he B-worded out. Yeah. Um, and as you're so, saying that, your phone's leaving a voicemail I'm, for I'm, him. As I'm saying it, I had picked up, I had picked someone up and um, had taken my phone out, and then it was in my pocket, and I left my car, and then when I came back to my car, it connected to my Bluetooth, so the conversation was recorded. And, I mean, that's that's what was said. Um, I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't fun, uh, and I understand why they were upset. I was upset about it. But you'd almost never survive the Tech uh, Dickinson game. Yeah, that was that was the closest I've ever been to dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you know, it just that was that was gross and a and a terrible thing that happened, and it wasn't it wasn't intentional. Um, I think that's yeah. important, and they know that. Yeah, and that's the thing is his dad. Yeah, and, and, and we've, him both. We've, we've since had really great conversations, and and I've I've talked with the kid too. You know, I don't you know I don't know that we're ever gonna. We're not going to have super strong relationship all the time, but as far as saying hello and stuff like that, we're yeah. we're okay there. But yeah, just a, that was a that was a hard way to start. And then, I mean, that whole year, that first year in Butte, we, you know, we have we have kids breaking some pretty significant rules on the bus and in hotel rooms. They all get kicked off the team. I mean, I think we had we had like eighteen JV varsity yeah. that year, and by the end, the original eighteen, it was down to like eleven. So we're like trying to make quarters work to make sure we could play games. That was a nightmare. Um, and then the next year, we were extremely good. Uh, Rising Lotion, Brock Powell, Travis Williams, Evan Anderson, Cash Kelly started as a sophomore at the point. Yeah. Um, we brought Tommy Malad off the bench as a freshman um, and Austin Lee. So we kind of played seven that year. Um, again, in hindsight, I should have developed Zach Archibald. Great kid. Um, but I just didn't give him an opportunity, and I should have. But, you know, you live and learn. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we played seven, and we had uh, an Eastern AA conference that had Raekwon Evans in it, um, <laughs> the two Deming twins. Was that the year you beat Skyview? Um, yes, we beat Skyview at home on senior night. That was a wild one. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to break the rim in warm-ups. They break the backboard. Oh, man, Ra- Raekwon Evans caught – he caught a ball off of a missed three-pointer. We were up like 8-2 to start, and, and we just beat senior the night before. We came back – we were down 17 going into the fourth quarter. We played Friday, Saturday. We came back and we get him by like four. Um, that was Nathan Dick. He played. He was quarterback for Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, his team. He was a senior that year. We come back and get him. Um, and then we go into Skyview the next day. I was like, okay, we got the one that we wanted. I mean, we prepared all week just for senior. And I was like, hey, this is what we're doing against Skyview. Let's go out and have some fun at your senior night and see what happens. And I mean, we just played incredible. Yeah. Um, and caught them on a night where they weren't shooting it real well. But Evans grabbed the ball off of a missed three-pointer, and he left from just inside the free-throw line and grabbed it in the air and dunked it with one hand, and I about <laughs> fell back over the, the yeah. chairs. At I was like, that was incredible. Yeah. Maybe that kid will start at the guard for Florida State one day. And I called it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> you said it right then. Yeah, yeah. I was positive right then. Going Florida State. Florida State. <laughs> no, but, yeah, so – and then that year we just – 
you know, we lost to uh, we're up three in our playing game. We're at Billings West. They were the four. We were the five. The whole conference just beat the heck out of each other all year. And Travis Williams, this is a this is the craziest story of my entire tenure. And Butte seems a little crazy. Um, Travis Williams looks at me. We're up three. We don't have a ton of depth. Um, he says, Coach, can I get a break? I looked right at him and looked at the clock and said no. <laughs> and I was going to take a timeout for him, and he looked right at me, and then he looked at Coach Shahan and puked, projectile vomited, <laughs> and he puked on Coach Shahan. He puked all over the floor. Well, I Shahan got probably had it coming. Yeah, a terrible dude that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> um, puked all over it. But this is the craziest thing. Like Now that all the COVID stuff had happened, this really happened. There wasn't even a break. There's like chunks of puke on the side of the floor of Billings West, and the refs were just like, well, sub him out. And then he's leaning out the door at Billings West. I'm yelling at Chuck Merrifield. I'm like, get him back in here. Get him back in here. <laughs> um, I had to I had to sub in Tommy. They were junking us. Um, Tommy probably wasn't ready for that at that moment. Um, and we missed Tommy, some shots. We, that, that's BS. Tommy could fly, but we all know that. Tommy's like <laughs> Superman. Tommy, Tommy was incredible. Um, <laughs> but Tommy didn't, basketball-wise, I think it's the one thing I've seen Tommy be on like not confident in sports wise because he worked so hard at it. Tommy didn't like to shoot. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, he was hesitant on it. And in that situation, they were junking. I was like, okay, now we're down. Now we're down two, three, you're wide yeah. open. You have to shoot. Yeah. And it wasn't Tommy that missed shots. It's just, that's why I say I should have developed Zach Archibald because yeah. he was a senior and you win with seniors a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he puked all over the floor. Then <laughs> the next year, uh, we only had one senior, um, Lathan Ricketts, great kid. He just graduated from tech. Um, civil engineering, I think. Really? That's fantastic. That was four fast years, yeah. Yeah, seriously. He's a, he's a good kid, smart kid. Um, and then the next year is when we had expectations again. You know, we kind of knew we weren't going to win with one senior. Um, and it just went sideways. I mean, the, the, the saying, you know, starts rolling downhill and picks up steam. It was, it was built for that, for yeah. that group. And great kids. Still close with a lot of those kids, um, most of them. But we just couldn't get over the hump. And that, that was your last year? Mm -hmm. That was my fourth year. The Uptop Clothing Company is a Butte-based business with big plans in Uptown Butte. Uptop also dresses champions around the state of Montana and beyond. You will find the Uptop logo on Butte High's football uniforms, and Uptop is designing the uniforms for Butte High's inaugural baseball season in 2023. Order your college or team apparel today. You want gear for the Bobcats, Grizzlies, Ordiggers, Bulldogs, or Saints? Uptop has what you want and so much more. Uptop also takes custom orders on team apparel and uniforms. Visit teamuptop.com today and save 15% off your first order. The Uptop Clothing Company. Enjoy the moment. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. 
In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big-screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. This message is brought to you by Anno Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Buttecast? Well, folks, money talks. Anno Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda. But that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email LLC at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the Buttecast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. You stepped down after the fourth year. There's, what a, not, not long after the divisional tournament, right? Yeah, right after I had. So I was so stressed out I hadn't like... You weren't fired, as some people might tell you. Okay, <laughs> but you did. You stepped down. Chuck I, Merrifield did not want you to leave. I resigned. Well, I mean, I don't... It was time. Yeah. I mean, Chuck knew it was time. It was... I knew it was time. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a situation where they were like, no, no, you're going to be fine. I was like, hey, it's probably time to go. And I don't think anyone disagreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Chuck, you know, Chuck and I are close. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be coaching in Belgrade without Chuck Merrifield. He yeah. wrote me a phenomenal recommendation letter. Um, you know, just good guy, personal friend. Um, really, uh, really thankful for, for Chuck. I mean, it isn't like we left and all was, you know, the, the place was burning down behind me. No, I thought you the program was pretty good because your your goal was to build it so you had you were healthy in all four classes. Yeah, and you for yep. the most part you were pretty you were pretty healthy in all four classes when you left behind. Yeah, it was it was there. It's just that we weren't we weren't winning. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So a couple days couple days after divisional, I had pneumonia. I mean, I was so sick. Yeah. I remember telling tournament. you just. I could take a few days, think about it, and you're like, nope, I'm doing it today. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I was just, I was done and thought that, you know, could focus on other things, and, um, yeah, it just, it just changed, it happened, it happened fast, but, yeah, I mean, as far as the program went, I mean, when I, when I got here, I remember open gyms, and there'd be four kids, Brock Powell, Ryzen, Loveshin, who are both juniors, and then a couple freshmen, we'd have, I'd be up there opening the gym for four kids, um, you know, and, and when I left, there was energy behind it to a point where we could we could really get to a place where we were competing. Yeah. Um, uh, we were close, but, you know, that only counts in horseshoes. Yeah. So It's so tough to win in the AA. It's impossible, and the AA East is a monster. Um, yeah. uh, I actually do. I will say this year, I think... I think they're even. Maybe the West is even a little bit better. Really? Um, but, I mean, in, in years past, when I was in Butte, we were in the East, <laughs> and then I left... I left Butte. Was it the first year in the West after you left? Yeah. 
and they went and they That's moved. Terrible to, timing. And they moved. That was really poor timing on my part. Mm-hmm. They moved to the west, and I also knew, you know, you had that group of um, group of sophomores, Jake Olson, Billy Kelly, um, those kids, uh, the older, the older Stenson. I think I said Kale Stenson earlier. I was thinking Kale Jace is Jace is the Kale. Yeah, it's Kale's the older Kale's one. Kale's right? the older one. Jace is the one that's there now. He's a nice player, good, good kid, good family. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I was looking forward to that stuff, but it just it had run its course. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So, but those guys, they were they were coming, and it was it was exciting, and and that's why, you know, they've they've had some success and continue to go. Um, but I, yeah, I will. I'll I'll fully admit, nine times out of ten, the Eastern Conference overall, especially with its depth, is a heck of a lot tougher than the West. Yeah. And then so you take the year off and you kind of reset. You're you're watching the tournaments on. Yeah, I was, can't teach. So you're watching. I was teaching at the state prison, which was a trip. Yeah. Um, probably needed to spend a little time there <laughs> <laughs> well, i always thought you were headed to prison yeah right straight to deer lodge so so then you come out and you had the the mile city job yeah so covid covid started and we couldn't uh they couldn't move the inmates because they didn't want to mix in so like i'd go when you're teaching out there like you go to like one place and get people yeah. and then you go to another and you bring the guys into your class well they didn't want to be mixing because if one person got it then they'd be yeah. in class and then it, all of a sudden you know there'd be an outbreak at the prison you can you know not it doesn't seem so crazy now. Then I was like, "What's what is this? Yeah. The flu? Like I don't <laughs> I don't know what's going on." And then obviously we all found out it was pretty nasty. But um, yeah, so I'm out there, and then so we couldn't really do anything. So I just sit in my classroom, and then I hadn't watched any basketball all year. I hadn't watched a Butte High game. I was just I don't want to say disgusted with it, but pretty darn close. Um, I didn't have anything to do, and I turned on. It was the it was the Thursday of the divisional tournament, and I turned it on and I watched every game and was kind of watching. And what was that when they were when playing watched, at Sentinel? Is that right? Yep, yeah. They, yep, they were at Sentinel. Yep. So then I that was a good tournament. It was a good tournament. So then I I watched I watched all those games. Um, then I'm watching the East too, and then all of a sudden it's Saturday and I'm watching basketball again and I'm like okay, getting a little getting a little passionate again about it. Um, and then had a bunch of time on my hands to make a decision. Um, and applied for a couple jobs um the mile city thing was i felt terrible about that but that and again it's another thing that's probably misconstrued i had i had went there the belgrade job was open so i had applied for both of them but i hadn't heard anything from belgrade and what kind of happened there was there was an athletic director transitioning out and he knew he was transitioning out but no one else knew he was transitioning out Hmm. so he was taking care of things on his end um and yeah, because so, he left like the week after he hired you, right? Yeah, I'm the I I I'm the only person to run an AD out in like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but uh, yeah, so I go to Miles City, I interview. It's it's really uh, that was a difficult thing. Like, gosh, am I going to move far away from my daughter? And I interviewed. This really stands out. I interviewed on her second birthday on May 4th. Um, so I'm drive. I have five hours by myself to drive and think about it. Um, Go interview. I knew when I interviewed, I'm going to get offered the job. They offered me the job before I left town. Uh, thought about it on the way home and told them, I said, now, I, I really want to coach again, but I've also applied for this other job. Um, they, they knew, but there was a little bit of pressure there to hurry up. I mean, they, they mailed me my contract like two, three days after I took the job, um, which I thought was kind of strange, mm-hmm. but they – you know, they wanted it signed and wanted me to come down there. And I, I understand that they wanted the position filled. Um, and then 
So I fully planned on, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to go there because I'm never going to hear from Belgrade. They must have hired someone from within and yeah. whatever. So I'm planning on planning on doing that to a point where I went down there and met kids and started setting stuff up like, hey, I'm going to get down here within the next month and I'm looking for a house now. Um, I did that on a Saturday. I stayed Saturday night at Chase Tate's house, the, the Mile City. Um, Former uh, Ordigger assistant. College. Yep, he was an Ordigger guy and, and a Western guy too. He was yeah. down, he's been around here. Um, close with Chase. He was up there when I was at Tech. Uh, I stayed at his house and I drove back on Sunday. And when I got back to Butte on Sunday, Belgrade called and said, "Hey, uh, you know, we'd love to have you down for an interview. Can you come down tomorrow?" Um, so I, I was like, "Yeah." But then, uh, but I also, you know, I wanted to do right by Miles City because I knew if I got the Belgrade job, I would keep it to stay closer, and I wanted to be in the Double A. Yeah. Um, even though. I'll fully well, you're, admit yeah, you're 55 that, minutes from your daughter as opposed yeah, to five hours. Yeah, the the challenge presented at Belgrade is a way more difficult challenge than what I would have been up against coaching at Miles City. So, I mean, I, I think I took the more difficult path, but I did that to make sure I was close to Hayden. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then I interviewed there um, and was pretty confident that it went well and that um, I would be offered the position and they – they called me that night and I, I accepted right away, um, but then hung up and called. So I had, when I told him I would come down to interview, I called the AD in Miles City then too. Younger guy, real nice kid. Um, and he wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, and then he really wasn't happy when I called him the next day and told him I was going to take it and I, I won't be coming to Miles City. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was a, that was a journey. But the, one of the, one of the hard things about, I mean, it's anything, right? And I'm not trying to com- say anyone's a big shot coaching high school basketball because yeah. they're not you know it's a game and it should be fun and passionate about the game but what happens is is you're you're doing your job in front of a bunch of people for everyone to judge and see and hear um and then on top of about it hear things that aren't really true which um i mean i'll fully admit too you i'm human right like yeah. a lot of it was a lot of stuff was pretty hurtful um leaving the the butte situation um but uh that was hard too, the Miles City thing, because then it was spun so many, so many different directions. I was <laughs> yeah. like, Gosh, I swear, I swear, I did this ethically right. I made sure everyone yeah. knew, you know. And um, and then I guess to be honest, by the time I was done with it, if you can't understand that I want to be close to my daughter, then I guess I don't yeah. really don't really care what you think. Yeah. So where do you think? Uh, where do you get booed more? Going into the Ross J. Richardson gym or to the Miles City gym? If I went to the Miles City gym, I, that was so short-term. I'll tell you this. That's the only place I've ever went undefeated. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I didn't lose a game there. I, yeah. was, I was their coach for a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'd stop there for gas anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think they'd be fine. They hired a good guy. They're 2-0 right now. Yeah. Um, I pay attention to that. But now they, they, have, uh, they have Billing Central and someone else real tough this week, so they'll kind of see where they stand. Um, Chase Tate's... Uh, uh, stepson is a senior for him this year. He's really? a nice little player, yeah, and, and a really nice kid. So I he's not him. a post player. No, no, no. Well, stepson. No. So he's he's like six two six two. Oh, okay. He's up he's up above the rim. He kind he kind of plays the wing. No, he's a three. Okay, because Chase isn't that tall, is he? He's, no, no, no. I remember. Dogger. Dogger's built more like my English bulldog Mojo. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a five a nine guy, probably right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Those five nine guys look really small in the basketball court sometimes, though. Yeah, definitely. When, they don't look that small when you're talking to them. But when you're on the basketball court, they look small. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't like anyone it wasn't like people were booing and whatever else through the course of the game last year at, at Ross J. So I'm not, you know, gonna say that. But I will tell you 
early in the game to talk about this game. And now we played on Thursday, and I'll be honest, I I want to go compete, and I want the kids to compete and have fun, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. It isn't something that, yeah. I'm, that I'm thrilled well, about. I think if you lost last year at Butte High, a lot of people come up to you, hug you, talk to you, and are yeah. good to you. Yeah, it's but winning. You won. Winning cures you won everything. There. But you, you won there, and then they hated that. And the game got nasty. There was something said to my kids. Student were, section at Butte High was were, horrible in that game. Well, they were warming up. Yeah, I'll... I'll admit that it was yeah. horrible, and I, I that was, thought that, that was disappointing. I thought that the people that were in charge of it, n- not Chuck, I thought they did a poor job, um, and mm-hmm. I would I would tell them that today. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Um, so, but that's okay, and it happened, and it's over. Um, but my kids were set off a little bit from the student section before it started, so I'm trying to calm them down, and I'm already up against a culture yeah. in Belgrade because yeah, they were thrown into some hostile situation that they really had nothing to do with. Yeah, they were. And they, and I had told them before the game, I said, you guys have to, the stuff that don't work. I'm a big, I'm a big boy. I take care of myself. You guys just play basketball the yeah. way I've taught you. Um, but it got emotional. I mean, it got, it got to a point where, you know, the, the kids are like, there's no way we're losing this for you. I'm like, no, that's not, that's yeah. not, that's not how this works. <laughs> this isn't about me. But sadly it became kind of, I think yeah. about me. Um, and that, that wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't fun, but it happened and it's over. Um, but it, it kind of, my kids were set off and then they were emotional and doing some things that, you know, they're blowing yeah. kisses and, and some, some stuff that is obviously then setting off the butte side. And I mean, by the end of it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of here. No. And I barely, I mean, I barely did. I didn't, I didn't get out of the gym. All the administrators were out by the concession stand because there's only one exit to get out of there. Um, you know, and there's people... I mean, coming and screaming in my face, you know, my coaches. Yeah, are well, that should have never been allowed to happen. Um, yeah, and it wasn't, that wasn't, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't fun. And it's why I don't, like, I mean, I'm not really looking forward to Thursday. Yeah. And, I mean, we have a really young basketball team. Um, I'm worried about improvement for us. But, I mean, even if we had a really good basketball team, I still don't think I'd be looking forward to it because the situation felt so gross yeah. last year. It was not, it was not fun. It was, uh, it wasn't sportsmanship at its finest. The whole atmosphere. It just. It, it just. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. what I. It, it wasn't why I wanted to be a sports writer to cover games like that because I never felt comfortable. Although Bruce wrote the story of that game, I took pictures, but I. I just. It just wasn't. All the way around, it was not fun. Yeah. I mean, sports. I was. I was happy for. I knew it was a big win for you. You know, I knew that probably felt good for you to win that game there, but I'm never. You know, I'm. I'm a sports writer. You know, I, I'm neutral but I'm, I'm never happy when i see my home team lose either yeah. you know yeah and that was that was that was um it was surreal and the way and i mean i i'd have given anything for it to be like a 20 point game yeah um but i mean casey merrifield's hitting shots from 34 feet early i was like yeah. oh this is gonna be a wild one yeah. um and it, and it was and that's you know i've always thought uh sports bring the absolute best out of people and we've all seen that we see a kid like you know a kid like Tommy, you're just like, man, yeah. this is a, I mean, absolutely. You can't say enough good things about him. I think we probably talk about him too much, but then at the same time, we probably don't talk about him enough because yeah. he really is. He really is everything. It's not fake too. It's very no. real. It seems like um, we, we always say he's got to be too good to be true, but he's not. He, and he always shows us that he's even better than we thought. Yeah, definitely. But then they, we also, I mean, sports bring the absolute worst out of us. You know, um, yeah. I teaching middle school health, uh, I was thrown out that same year, my last year in Butte. This didn't help anything. Um, I was ejected from a game in CMR. Uh, no. And the first technical that happened was people, we got our bench was warned, and it was people in the crowd. It's a day game at CMR. 
there's people in the crowd sitting right behind the bench because you sit on the bench yelling stuff at yeah. the refs and we got warned so i'm already i'm like we didn't that wasn't us you can't warn us for that so then the next time they come down this kid travels right in front of me after we were called for travel and i said that's a travel so i've already been warned and he whaps me i was like and i said i was like this is a double a basketball game like we're, the coaches are going to talk to you yeah um so the referee goes across from me um and I'm trying to explain to the referee why I feel it's unfair that we were warned to begin with, and now I've been teed for saying travel. I mean, if I got teed every time I said travel, I'd be yeah. thrown out every game I coach. Um, except if you're a refin. <laughs> no, you'd have been thrown out. <laughs> See you, Powers. Yeah, you'd be thrown out, and that's why you'd have two tees before the warm-ups, and people <laughs> yeah. say, what are you doing? He he knows what he did. He, his kid's dunked <laughs> twice. Go to the locker room. Um, no, but uh, the referee, he was a young referee, and this stuff happens, and he, I mean feeling emotional or whatever he was doing too he yelled across while i'm talking to the other official say something else and see what happens well i chose to say something yeah. else um you're a butte I, guy how many butte guys are not going to say something else yeah, exactly exactly thanks for the challenge here we go no, yeah. so then in my head in that situation i always laugh at it now and I'll, I'll explain how i laugh at it i like sat there for like three seconds and was like what are you going to do here how are you going to respond to this now when i see the film of it as soon as it happened i'm just like Everyone in here is dead. <laughs> Coach Powers has lost it. Um, I lost my mind on him. I go out to court. I'm on the court. I'm screaming and yelling. Well, you got to get Tom, your money's worth once Tom, you get well, tossed. Well, once I got tossed, I was definitely getting my money's worth. Yeah. Shahan's got me by one arm. Tommy's got me by the other arm. <laughs> you know, And I look down on the baseline. Here's the news camera recording every dang bit of it. And I was just like. And they broadcast it. Oh, too. no. You know, and I'm thinking at that moment, like can I resign right now? <laughs> you know? Um, so I go sit in the locker room. The most humiliating part of it was we didn't play for a week. And uh, my buddy Ron Davis on the radio did a recording for the preview for the game against Great Falls High later that week. And the whole thing was about how I wasn't coaching because I was thrown out of the game. <laughs> um, so I heard that about 9 million times. It was a terrible situation and I had to learn from it. But one of the ways I've learned from it, um, you know, I, I taught middle school health, um, in Belgrade, and when we talk about emotion, I show them the video. Yeah. Um, and kind of explain that how I was feeling and things I felt I was up against both personally and professionally. And um, I'll tell you what, you want to see some some kids laugh, show them your show your show them a middle school teacher like that on the news losing their dang mind. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's but it's been a good lesson. It's changed the way I've coached. I think it's probably yeah. made me a better. Well, coach. most coaches probably. I've been thrown out of games. I remember Mark Beckman getting thrown out as junior high coach, coaching my older brother. I think I think Beckman saved me a little bit because I took it to a level where I probably could have been suspended more than one game, and Beckman was there and knew what happened and and had yeah. had coach powers back. He he's gave a, you the benefit of the doubt, he's a, which that's something I've always guy. I've always said. You never had the benefit of the doubt when you coached in Butte. Yeah, it was a and, it was a it was a challenge, and um, but you know what I and I'll I'll say this too. I'm so glad that I had that experience. Um, I talk to my kids constantly about things that I learned in Butte, whether it's things that I learned personally that I needed to grow from um, or, or things that I learned basketball-wise. Yeah. It made me um, a way, way, way better basketball coach, and I, I think in the long run probably a better person too, although I'm looking at you yeah. smirking right now. Maybe a little. I'm not buying that. <laughs> so what, what, what's, what are you looking forward to? you playing Butte High tomorrow. Your, is this your last non-conference game, or do you have – no, we have we have Hellgate Saturday. This, my gosh, if I could, we they pushed back the double A 
double A basketball. Okay, so we have yeah, everybody else started. We have everyone else starts like ten days prior, and then yeah. we have we have tryouts. Then they want to play the Butte Central and, game, and then like, so they they next count week. they count tryouts as practice. We don't even hardly have enough. We have exactly as many practices as we can have to be eligible for kids to play a game. If kids miss a game, they can't yeah. play or a practice. They can't play in that first game. You know, if someone's sick or anything, um, that's that's been a pain. Uh, so we play one game there. We're completely not ready to play Helena High, and we're really up against it because we're so young and inexperienced. You know, whereas yeah. last year I had kids back, we were kind of ready to go. Um, but I mean, as as far as I'm just looking for improvement. Yeah. Um, and it'll be. I don't think it'll be like it was last year. I don't think you're not predicting eighty-seven to six again in text messages. That I noticed. It, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Which that was just a joke, one by the, the way. You know, and sometimes one of the things that I've probably learned over time is every once in a while you should keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. I, I think they have a really nice team. Um, yeah. What do you, you? You were in the stands at East Friday night. What do you see? You, and you've told me for couple years now how great of a player Hudson Lutke Lutke's gonna be yeah he's he's and that's the first he's time special. I gotta watch him play he's special um gonna continue to improve and and be really special because he works hard at it um uh and his and his dad's gonna help him along the way no he's got um, great he's well but I like he's got the Tuttle and what, Lutke genes I like for him. I like um you know uh the McCarthy kid that's playing for him it was a good cornerback for him this yeah, year Kale. in football um, he's a, yeah, he missed he, all last year with shoulder injury. Yeah, he had a shoulder injury and couldn't play. He's a super great defender. I remember talking to to his mother, uh, you know, being excited when I was here about him coming up, because um, I think there was a there was a chance in there that he was possibly going to be a Butte Central kid. No. Um, but uh, you know, super. He, he, you know, he's starting for him. I love Casey Merrifield. Um, yeah, he just, just couldn't buy a bucket the other night. Oh yeah, he but kept that's shooting. Not gonna, that's, that's not, what I told him. I said, "You're not going to see a night that you miss in that many." It's not going to happen very often. He can, yeah. he can absolutely. Fight. I, I told him we were, we were going through things defensively, and I referred to him uh, last night as the greatest shooter in the state. Whether he had a, whether he had an off night really? or not, I mean, he can absolutely. And he, if you let he him can chuck going, it from out there. And if you let him get going, it's incredible. And he's his a, foot is not on the line. It's an easy super, call when he shoots threes. Yep. <laughs> super kid, um, also, and then the the Stenson kid, another another great kid. Um, Cameron Guernsey, I got to my niece is his age. I got to know him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Up at Sealy uh, uh, this summer, and he's he's a he's a super kid, you know, because he was an eighth grader when yeah. I left, so I didn't know him real well, other than going down there and trying to help out. And he starts for him. Um, they're tough, boy. And then uh, you know you're bringing who are you bringing off the bench? You're bringing Lee off the bench. I have about a 12 page scout yeah, written. Steitzer. Um, you're bringing the Steitzer kid off the bench. He really he looked good as the game went on. Yeah, Jonas um, Sherman off and the Jonas, bench. Yeah, Jonas. Jonas is great. So when Jonas was in, Jonas is my nephew's age. When Jonas was at West and I was here, I told my brother, I was like, hey, you and I will coach the West team because no one else is going to coach it. And then what happened was I was super busy with basketball, so I went every once in a while. And my brother's still like, oh, yeah, I remember when we were going to co-coach and I yeah. coached the entire time. Yeah. I was like, you were going to help me coach, too. You never did up the Kennedy. That, that was when I started working out in, yeah. out in Deer Lodge. Well, things change, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, just overall, they have a ton of depth. They're wildly athletic. They're going to get to a point where I think things look a little cleaner. Yeah. Um, I've watched their game against Gallatin about 400 times in the last, you know, 72 hours or so since they played it. Yeah. Um, they're going to be a pretty good team. Um, and again, it's it's Coach Lucky's style uh, to go and to um, to shoot when you're open. Um, yeah. It would be really. F- I've always, I've as I've watched them, I've been like, gosh, that would have been really fun to play in. Um, I don't. It's not. We, you know, we're we're completely too two different philosophies as, as far as coaching goes. Um, but boy, he has the kids for it right now. 
yeah. um, guards and, and they're special and, and Hudson's there. I, I love Stenson's game. He's 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 tough. Um, yeah, he's a tough kid. And then, but when you can't wait about, to watch him play for the Ordiggers. Yeah. I'm not sure what position he'll play, but there's a million that he could. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's an athlete, right? What, yeah. a, what a great get for them. Yeah, it could be quarterback, could be safety, could be receiver, anything, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're they're special. Um, as as far as the game, I'm I'm looking forward to us getting better, and then I'll be honest, and when that one's over, that's that's okay too. Yeah. Well, hopefully at the end of this year, Luke, my my longstanding joke will be ended. Oh, Could yeah. somebody please explain to Coach Powers what a state tournament is? That's yeah. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I was. I hammered. It him never in, gets I old. It never gets old. Well, it gets a little old on my end, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, it, yeah, that's. I haven't been able to sneak into one. We had that one. You know, the kid throws up on the floor. Uh, last uh, year, we knock off Bozeman, and then. I thought you were going last year. We had. I, I thought we were going to play in the divisional championship. I thought we could get senior. I thought our game plan was was good for it we just had kids that the moment got kind of big and um they didn't they didn't play real well mm-hmm. uh you know so and then the gallatin game so then you turn around you play the late semi-final game in the divisional tournament and you turn around and you have a 9 30 a.m game and the game had to be played outside of belgrade because divisionals was in belgrade so then we had to play gallatin on gallatin's floor at 9 30 yeah. in the morning um i don't think any season-ending game should be played at 9 30 in the morning yeah i i agree completely i wish there was another answer but you know well you've had some proposals over the years too what did you have yeah yeah well i like i mean even the way we do the state tournament i understand as far as playing in um the way the way it's ran it has to be but the state tournament you shouldn't have a state tournament where a team loses a semifinal game and then to get back into the third and fourth place game they have to play you know billing sky play a team that's had a whole 24 hours plus off yeah so so like missoula big sky loses in the first round last year okay um billing skyview loses in overtime on a buzzer beater to Helena Capital. Uh and then got out everything's running behind. They get out of the metro down in Billings at, you know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and then yeah. you're in Billings, you go home and then they have to be at a gym at whatever time in the morning. Big Sky was in the losers bracket. It's the only time being in the losers bracket is an advantage. Um yeah. they had played that morning and had twenty four full hours off to go have a walk through, get prepared, you know, do whatever you wanted yeah. to do. That that's real tough. And then if you win that game, you haven't you're playing two game, two double A basketball games in one day. That's that's almost kind of scary for kids. Yeah, it's not. Uh, so, so like North Dakota does it. You go one way or the no other. No athletic trainer is going to tell you that's a good idea. Seriously, exactly. Yeah. Um, you go one way or the other in North Dakota. You win the first round. You're in the semifinals. If you lose the semifinals, you play for third and fourth. Yeah. If you lose in the first round. If you lose in the first round, you're in the consolation semifinals. Then you would, if you win that, when you play for fifth and sixth, and the other teams go play for seventh and eighth. Yeah. So you can't come back, so to speak, like like softball yeah. tournaments, stuff like that. But I just think a, a baseball game, softball game, is a little less wear and tear than a than a double A basketball game where you're playing two and two in one day. I'd, I'd love to see and that change, but sport. I also i i don't i don't i don't think it's changing. None. The, of course, it's it's played the same in all classes, but. When you try to change anything in the double A, it it moves at glacier speed. Yeah, you know? we're a, we're a, we're a touch conservative around here. It took quite yeah, a while to get a I, shot clock. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I'm I'm excited to have. I refereed uh, the game uh, you know, last week. Our first game uh, was with John Kinzel. Both of our first games with the shot clock. His you know his that's substantial for him because he's been refereeing for 150 years. Yeah, I refereed for two weeks, and first possession shot clock violation. 
tap the head. Yeah, we we didn't know what it was. We're like, what the heck's that sound? You know, because um, <laughs> so you know, because it was a weird sound. I'm in an interesting position too because my first, my three years, my three years as an assistant, and then my first year as a head coach in North Dakota, we didn't have a shot clock. So yeah. I've already been through this transition, and then I was there for four more years with it. Yeah. So I've already kind of seen this, and I told a lot of people. I said, I think the one thing you'll be surprised about is. It's not going to go off very often. No. It was the only time it went off. Yeah. In two games that I did mm-hmm. and the, that day. And the younger stuff, it'll go off a little bit more. Girls basketball has played a, a bit of a different pace. It You may see it a little bit more, but even there, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a ton of change. Where it makes a change is late in game situations. Hey, I'm down two. There's 52 seconds left. Yeah. Usually I'd be like, hey, we're going to press till half court. Yeah. And afterwards, we're going to look to foul a certain kid, uh, you know, through, through game planning and stuff yeah. like that. Now in this situation, you're going to be like, Hey, we're going to get a stop. Yeah. Like they're going to let them reverse the ball until there's 10 seconds or so left on the clock. And then we're going to get a stop. And I, I think that makes the game way better than seeing who can make more free throws. Yeah. And it's going to be, well, there's one of the great games was, uh, I can't remember how we went, if it went two or three overtimes when central played in the divisional tournament at the Mac against Dylan in the first uh, overtime, each team had one possession. Yes. Yeah. See, and that's, that's, but and I'm, that 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 that's, that's bad basketball. Well, while it may have had situational drama that might have rivaled the beginning in baseball, it was boring as hell. Yeah, that's that's and, a, um, I and, remember I remember Coach Thatcher. We were playing in Anaconda, and we had beat when I was a senior in high school. We this is when Anaconda's A, and we played them twice. We played our non-conferences. Then we played Anaconda twice. We played Butte Central twice. Like there was no Dylan. Yeah. When I was there, um, and uh, we had beat them at home by like thirty-five. But playing in Anaconda is a touch different than playing at bit. home um and we're in a battle and it's the third quarter and there's like four minutes left and uh anaconda's sitting in a two three zone and thatcher had cole salo and i just play catch up at the top of half court for like three and a half minutes and then we yeah. and then we attacked when the horn went off you know and everyone's booing and screaming but i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i coach thatcher kind of liked that a little bit <laughs> well his best moment was when kyle bergman held the ball at the civic center I can't remember who they're playing, but the team sat in his own. They got like a nine-point lead. Thatcher just has Bergman stand there, and kids are talking to him. He's waving to people in the crowd. He's standing there all embarrassed. Yeah, well, and then they never went out and got him. He stood there for – it, it seemed like four or five minutes. Kyle would have um, – if someone would have went out and guarded him, Kyle would have went around him and shot a pull-up jumper and scored. Yeah. He was pretty special. Yeah, he was a great player. Yeah. He was a fun kid. Yeah. Dale was on my staff while I was here, and I – adore Dale Bergman. And then you send him to North Dakota. Yep. I, I told him, I said, you know what? I've been in North Dakota, Dale, and I think the best place for you is Watford City, North Dakota. <laughs> and he listened. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, good luck this season, Luke. I hope uh, I hope you end up in the, in the state tournament. Kind of fun. It'll be a, kind of a Cinderella story this year, right, with how, how young you guys are. But yeah, and I don't, crazier I don't, things have happened. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's 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 the truth. So you, you work hard every day and get better. But I think one of the things that has probably changed about me through my time in Butte and into this time in Belgrade is uh, I enjoy the process so much more rather than stressing out about yeah. it. Just slow down a little bit and teach the game and have fun with it. Um, it seems like you're in a healthier spot. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think personal life and because you and, were not, you did not look healthy your last season at Butte. No, yeah, I was like 40 pounds overweight. That's the other thing showing those kids that video of me getting thrown out there. No, like, jeez, <laughs> coach, like. You're a health teacher. You had more hair then, though. <laughs> I did have, I did have more hair. That's that's went away, um, but yeah, it's yeah. I'm in a I'm in a better spot, and I'm I'm excited about it. I'm better coach, um, be, because of my past experiences. Um, but I I can't say this enough. You know, I'm I'm a I coach in Belgrade. I'm I'm a Butte person, 
you know, when they're when they're playing someone else, I'm rooting for them. But uh, Thursday night, um, like the way I do it or not, I'm going to coach pretty dang hard. Yeah. Well, good luck, and thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for being a good pal all the years. Absolutely, fully. Same. And now you better get out of here before my wife comes home for lunch. She, <laughs> she doesn't like me playing with you. <laughs>